Hi there, I'm Jolene McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering this week's questions, we have with us Phil D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisani, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Jolyn. Jolyn. Okay, this week, our first question comes from John in New Jersey. Phil, he asks, what do you make of the weekend dollar? Good question. So <clears throat> I think this month alone, the dollar's lost about 3.6%. Um, the dollar index has gone down to about 93, uh, 93.75 uh, as of today. It's been the lowest level since 2018. So first of all, you have to look at the stimulus package that we've had out there uh, with, with you know, talk of another one happening. So that obviously puts downward pressure on the dollar as does the weakening uh, U.S.-China relationship. Again, some, some weak, uh, a lot of pressure there as well. Uh, you take that and, and really couple that also with um, an election year. And, you know, if you want to prop stock prices up and, and get market indexes to new highs, what better, better to do than increase your M2 money supply, uh, as we've been doing, thereby driving U.S. stock prices higher, which are denominated in dollars, obviously. Um, so when, when you look at the weakened dollar, I'm not surprised at it right now. Uh, also, if you look globally um, and, you, and you look at the areas that are you know, dealing with corona, you know, the U.S. economy is still dealing with this, uh, where other countries have started you know, to, to recover. Um, so I think there's reasons uh, you know, to be concerned about a weakened dollar. However, it's a double-edged sword, and this should be a buoy under stock prices. And I read a report out uh, over the weekend uh, from Goldman Sachs uh, that said about $300 billion of foreign buyers could come into U.S. stock prices, again, going in line with sending prices of stocks to all-time highs. So I, it's a double-edged sword uh, in an election year. If you want to elevate stock prices, you could definitely raise your M2, uh, which coincidentally we are doing uh, with the stimulus that's out there right now. So am I shocked at the dollar backing off those recent all-time highs? No, not at all. Um, you know, if you look at the administration, they are a very pro-strong dollar. However, they also, especially Kudlow, knows the tricks uh, that, that can move stock prices higher, which would mean increasing M2, which coincidentally we are doing anyway. Again, stock prices will benefit long-term, especially the large U.S. multinational companies uh, that export products out of the U.S., in terms of us importing products, we're not doing that much of anyway. Um, so it is what it is for this environment right now. Thank you, Phil. Okay, next question, Mike. This is from Lynn in New York. She asks, what should I do with my savings account right now? Some are saying buy gold and silver. Is this the right move to make? That's a good question. Uh, ironically, you get a lot of the advertisements and the people coming out of the woodwork to tell you to buy gold and silver when it's closer to all-time highs instead of last February when it was closer to $1,200 an ounce, which is really when you should have been considering buying it. Um, please don't put all of your savings account into gold and or silver. I mean, this is basic asset allocation, and you know we try to address this, but we get a lot of questions about it. And everybody should have really paid attention to what Phil just said. Because there are a few things that 
really drive long-term returns of gold and precious metals. Low real interest rates, which is the environment that we are in, um, the rising budget deficit, which again is, a, is an environment that we are in, and a weakening U.S. dollar. Right now, gold is really going up a lot because of the inverse correlation that it's exhibiting to the U.S. dollar. It's got like a negative nine-tenths of one percent correlation. So dollar down, gold up. Um, but in terms of like aggregate asset allocation, the one good thing about gold and some other asset classes is with the uncertainty that we're seeing in the U.S. economy and stock prices really high – Gold isn't going to exhibit the same volatility in terms of asset class movements that stocks and other asset classes might, especially with bond yields as low as they are. You know, you're not really getting substantial rates of return when it comes to bonds and fixed income in terms of the yield of the interest payments. Right. Because the one thing that I hate about gold is that it does not pay any dividends. It does not pay any rate of interest. So you really need to see asset price appreciation in order to justify holding it. Now, there's nothing wrong with it being a certain percentage of your net worth. And depending on your risk tolerance, again, that's what we're always going to go back to. It can be a decent holding for you. But please don't take all of your savings and move it over to gold, silver. I mean, if you name gold, silver, palladium, platinum, copper, any precious metal, if you look at the inverse correlation in the time where the dollar has broken down, all of these things have started to go up. So it's no coincidence why it's happening. It's the U.S. dollar driving asset class returns, which is predominantly what happens. But as a percentage of your total asset allocation, there's nothing wrong with holding some of it. Just don't own too much of it because you've been hearing the same ads since 2011, and people forget that gold went from – $1,900 an ounce all the way down to 1100 and just sat there for a while. So, again, diversification, own the right asset classes based off of your risk tolerance. Okay. Thank you. Thank you both for answering this week's questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at info at focusedwealthmgmt.net. Stay safe and we'll see you next week.